What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Cole and Cole Show, where we give biblical advice on biblical topics through the Word of God and personal experience. I'm Cole Harris. This is Trey Cole. Um, if you'll do us a favor, just like, subscribe, leave a review. It really helps us out. We gotta do the call to action. Everyone does it. If we, you're not really a YouTuber, if you don't do it, or real for real, if you don't do it, so we gotta do it. We were at the Viking Festival yesterday, hello, me hello. and Julia. Dude, that no, her story killed <laughs> me. It was crazy. When you go. Dude, why is he not in the NBA? He looks like Shaq. He was 6'11", like at least 400 pounds. That man was massive. It was it was hilarious when he started running. Because he, he was like, he couldn't run. He was like a fast walking. Well, because the, the armor's like 150 pounds on him. Oh, yeah. So he's running with 150 pounds on him. No. That, we may, we may have to play a clip. I don't think we'll be able crazy. to. But that actually killed me. I was terrified. And then the one where the guy like, Truck the guy into the mm. the railing that was right beside us. It did a splinter. The wood splinter. Yeah, right? it came up. So it was like a this beam, and there's a beam connecting it. It went up like that, and you could see the whole three inch nail, like coming out. I was like, so what are the rules and regulations? Like, are they actually there? Um, so that one was called a melee. You basically melee. just the last person standing. You just knock over him. Like once you fall to the ground, you're, you're done. done. And so that's why both teams normally have, like, I guess normally. I only saw one, but they both had big people. Yeah. And so you try to, like, match it up by size. So are crazy. there rules to the hitting? Like, is there no headshots? Oh, no, there were some headshots. Literally, okay, they had to stop at one time because this guy got hit in the head and, like, went down and couldn't get up. You, you just heard a ding. And, like, it, it echoed and, like, ringed, bro. I bet you his head was, like... Hurt. It happened to him twice. It happened to him during the one-on-one match uh-huh. and the five-on-five. And I was like, "This man, that boy, straight concussed. Straight concussed. Straight he literally concussed. got up and he was wobbling. Like they had to help him to the thing. Well, you can imagine, like it, it's like it actually would be loud in your ears too. Yeah, like when yeah, you get no, it domed, would be. It would hurt, mm-hmm. but then also your ears are actually ringing, like over and over. Like the vibration yeah. is just there, bouncing off. It was, it was a good time. Is interesting people. Where was it even at? Was it in College Station? No, it was in a Bastrop. Bastrop. Mm-hmm. Them Bastrop people, they're different. They wild. They, they wild, wild out there. I think it was like a traveling thing too. We met a lady from Seattle who had never been to one, but she came to to this one because her friend was fighting in it, in the sword fighting. Yeah, I'm just here to support my cousin. He's on the blue team. Yeah, he's a, he's on the he's blue the sword fighting team. Big boy, uh, you know the the uh, King Arthur style sword on the blue team. Yeah, that's my cousin. The the smaller big guy from the other team, not not the Shaq looking guy. Mm-hmm. All he had was like this little bitty like blunt thing. Dude, it's it looked blunt terrifying. Thing. I mean, so you have the swords, and then you have, you have like the, like the the. You know, the, like the things like the ball on top? It's like spiky. You had that. You had like the wedge though. Like a, I'm trying to think. It's like a, what you, uh, it's like a stick and then it's like a, it's like a rectangle on the top. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a, I'm trying to think of the word. I cannot, I can't get it out of my mouth, but. I don't know what it's called, a but wedge? I don't know what you're talking about. A wedge? I don't know if it's called a wedge. But it's like the stick and then like the, the box. It's like a, yeah, thing. it's like a rectangle. A stick yeah. and a rectangle and you, mm-hmm. that used for like mining sometimes too. Mining, maybe. Okay, whatever. Forget it. Yeah, it's not used for mining. It's definitely not. I was about to say. But everyone who he- is hearing us talking knows what I'm talking about. I, I hope just... so. We can even maybe, maybe Cole find a picture and put it right here. There. There it is. Thank you. You're welcome. You're and, welcome. You're, and you're welcome. And I'm welcome. As you rewatch this later today or <laughs> right. later next week. But today we're talking about um, kind of off the dome episode again, if you couldn't tell. I mean, we did a, I don't know if we've posted it yet or we're going to post it. We did one about secular friends. I think we're mm-hmm. going to be posting it after. Okay. Off the dome. Usually we have script, you know, some notes. Today we're just free going, free flowing from the head. 
We're talking about end of the semester vibes. End you know? of the semester. So yeah, I'm leaving tomorrow right. to go back to Poth. Trey lives here. He's staying. I'm here till January eighth. January eighth. Then you're going to Fort Worth. Fort Worth for seminary. Seminary. Yep. Big things. Big things. Last days at Central. What's on today? Staff. What's yep. today? No longer on staff at Central. No longer on staff. It was cool. I'm glad I. It was. It was a cool season of our lives. It, it really was. I mean, it was a. It was a cool lifetime of my life to be at Central. Yeah. One year for me. You know, uh, 20, 22 and a half, 22 and a half for you, you know, we'll, we'll go like 17 because the age of being able to understand. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So today we're talking about Christmas and actually I saw the porch. Did you see, um, it's a girl who used to go to central. Emma daughters. I think it was Emma daughter. Mm -hmm. Her story about the porch's, uh, nativity recreation or Christmas recreation. No, I haven't seen it. Is it nice? They, They straight up had camels zebras that doesn't surprise me though in the sanctuary or in the worship center yeah it doesn't in surprise dallas me. texas i was like they're on a different level there's some big ballers there's some big ballers but yeah today we're talking about christmas and trey i have no idea what he's about to say but trey some for some reason he has this conviction about christmas that yeah, he's, I, I do that he's been hyping up for about a month now and i'm interested to see so trey i'll let you i'll let you just, just drop go. the hammer Go right. for it. So Christmas is my least favorite holiday. I, I knew that one was coming. Yeah. Me so that's the hot take. If we're ranking if we're ranking least favorite, like we're talking Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas, um, New Year's, that's not a holiday. New Year's isn't a holiday. Yeah, New Year's isn't a holiday. Uh, I'm need a Halloween ranking. isn't a holiday. It definitely is. I don't consider but it. But you holiday. don't celebrate it. Yeah, I don't celebrate okay. it. Um I think it's like Christmas is my least favorite. Followed by what other holidays are there? We got Easter. We got I, love, I love Fourth of July. Fourth of July, Easter. Let's do like just the big five: Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Fourth of July, Cinco de Mayo. No, I'm joking. I was like, what? <laughs> no. Uh, and then yeah, those are like the big New four. Year's is New I Year's. Mean, that's not a holiday though. We can throw Halloween in there then. We can throw Halloween. So those five. Okay. So Halloween's. Number five. Actually, it's not on the list. Like it's, it's it's number five for the sake of argument, but you don't. Yeah. So you don't if I'm ranking it. those five yeah. from favorite to least favorite, it'd probably be Fourth of July. Oh, I don't really like holidays at all now that I think about it. It's not a. You're the Grinch, bro. I just like okay. So you know how like some people get really high or really low on things. Mm. I try to stay in the medi- in the like middle on everything. Like I don't let fair. myself get too high or too low. It's fair. You know, so it'd probably be Fourth of July because it doesn't. Try to be a Christian holiday. You already know what it is. It's just celebrating America. Eat some hot dogs and some burgers. Look at some fireworks that you paid way too much money for. Go to bed and you're good. You rep the red, white, and blue, right? Mm. Red, white, and blue. Then you got Thanksgiving again, just because it doesn't call itself a Christian holiday. Um, True. And then just completely alter the meaning of what the holiday should be. And sometimes you get good food. I like the... Uh, sometimes. Well, I'm not a big turkey fan. Me so either. you get like ham and sopapilla cheesecake. My sister and yeah. Julia both make really good sopapilla cheesecake. So I like that. And then you probably got... So so we have 4th of July 5, Thanksgiving uh, From four. favorite to least favorite. Favorite to least. Okay, 4th so of July 1st. 4th of July 1st, then Thanksgiving. Okay. I'll say Easter as 3rd. He's um, risen. He is risen. I am not a fan of the Easter Bunny. I'm, I'm not. I don't know why. I just don't like stuff like that. Like Easter Bunny, Santa, Tooth Fairy. 
Mm. I'm just not into any of that, really. I'm act- it, actively against all of those things. Not only are you not a fan, you're actively opposing I'm, these very fantasy characters. Yes, yes I am. That's, especially Santa and the Easter Bunny. So, I'm guessing... Are you opposed to it because you have personal experience or did your 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 family never you never experienced these as a kid? Oh no, we did both of those as a So you as had the Easter bunny kid. growing up. Yeah, yeah, we had the okay. Easter bunny growing up. We had Santa growing up. Um but I just think that as I've Your heart was your heart was broken when you found out Santa wasn't real. That's why you're that's why you're so passionate, huh? <laughs> no. You no. still have that trauma, don't you? I do. Yep, I still wait for Santa to be real every yeah, year. I know. Um no, I just think that both Santa and the Easter Bunny do a really good job of taking away the meaning of those two holidays. So I think that's that's ultimately the reason why Easter and Christmas are so low on my list. Because obviously, if we were talking about the true meaning of Christian of Christmas and the true meaning of Easter, they'd be tied for one, mm-hmm. right? But because that's not the reality, because we're talking about the way that America celebrates Christmas and Easter, they are not even close to one or two yeah. because they act like a holiday that is a Christian holiday, but it doesn't actually follow through with that. Yeah. Um, so I go Easter three, Halloween four and Christmas five. You put, you put Christmas under Halloween. Actually, I mean, you okay, got, I'll, I'll even, I'll you got to switch those. that. You yeah. Just switch because that. Halloween is cause you celebrate Satan. Christmas. You don't celebrate Halloween. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I'll put Christmas 4, yeah. Halloween 5. Okay. So out of my... Christmas is my least favorite real <clears throat> holiday. And Halloween is my least favorite holiday. So do you know any history? Because I don't. On why America has associated Christmas with Santa Claus? So Santa Claus is based off of St. Nick, right? Okay. St. Nick is a historical person um, who... I don't know all of the details. I'm... Yeah. Drawing a blank? Nope. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> you you you're about, um, you look like you're about to go off. You know, I'm I'm really trying to contain <clears throat> some of it. You're trying um, to contain. Yeah, I'm trying to contain some of it. But St. Nicholas was a a real person and that's where you get like the the modern day Santa Claus from, although he wasn't like this jolly old fat guy with a white beard. Like I don't think that's that's what he was. So it's been fantasized progressively over the right, years. Right, exactly. Um, into the, kind of like this mystical creature. Mm-hmm. But even my issue isn't with Santa Claus, the idea itself, or it's more of now with Christmas every year, we talk about, oh, what do we want for Christmas? What do we want for Christmas, right? But that's not what we should be celebrating. We shouldn't be celebrating what we want for Christmas. We should be celebrating what we have already received from Jesus. And when I when I have children and, you know, four or five years, um, my kids will get Christmas gifts, but they're not going to get them from Santa. Um, they are... So you're going to tell them from the jump. Right, yeah. And I guess I should probably consult with Julia on that on first. Yeah, that's, at first. that's his opinion. Yeah. We'll, we'll bring Julia on. We never yeah, gave we can y'all talk the, about yeah, it. Yeah, we never gave you the little Cole and Cole show, but we can give you that. We can bring Julia on, and we will talk about whether the kids will have Santa or not. Praise God. And if I get my way, they will not. Um, but that is because I would much rather them get gifts and be like, hey, you didn't deserve this gift, right? I just gave it to you because I love you. Just like we don't deserve Jesus, but God gives us Jesus. Jesus chooses to come to earth because he loves us. Mm-hmm. He gives us the gift of salvation by coming to earth, by living a perfect life, by dying on the cross for our sins and by rising from the grave. 
Yeah. Right? And so because of that, that is the gift that Jesus has given us already. It's the best gift that we could ever receive. All you have to do is choose to receive it. Right? I think that so often that message of Christmas, the true message of Christmas, gets, um, gets watered down, gets shoved in a corner, gets put behind a, put behind a curtain, and we get to celebrate this artificial, superficial, surface-level idea of Christmas. Yeah, definitely the main theme is what is Santa Claus, especially for young kids, mm-hmm. the, you know, even for adults, like you're receiving gifts. But when it comes to being parents, obviously you're mostly concerned with providing a great yeah. Christmas, this great experience for other people, which mm-hmm. is good servanthood, you know, heart behind it. But at the same time, the main idea in a secular culture and even some like superficial, you know, like a Christian home that maybe not realizing it is Santa, 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 Santa. Even like the, the Santa trackers like go all around the world. I don't know if y'all ever did that. When I was growing Uh up, my dad used to have the computer pulled up and it was a Santa tracker and it would just show him going everywhere. Yeah. If I was a kid and I had that, I would have gone nuts. Well, I was confused because Santa would go to like North America to Asia, back to North America. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Would would he not? Would he not hit one country at one time? Wouldn't he just go like this? Yeah. Like, let's be, it's logistics, dad. But on Santa Tracker, apparently that man either didn't know directions or didn't know logistics. Yeah. I mean, but did y'all ever do the secret elf or the uh, elf on the shelf? Elf on the shelf. No, we did Elf we did on the not. Shelf, and I remember my little sister. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have Elf on the Shelf, but mm. my little sister. It was like the biggest deal for my little sister. I don't even know what it is, really. Like you find the elf. It's it's like up to, I think New Year's Eve or Christmas Day. So mm-hmm. it's like December first to Christmas Day. This elf is a new place every single day when you wake up. You know, hyping That's you up for so Christmas. Much work. Yeah. So uh, your kid goes to sleep, you move the elf. The elf moved. You know, you the kid wakes up. He moved overnight. This is where he's at now, and it just like hypes every night, every night or every day. It's a new spot. Hypes up the kid for Christmas. Yeah, it's interesting. My little sister. It was it was pretty fun. What was the like? So it was literally just a hype up Christmas. I don't really know. Like I've never I've seen the elf on a shelf, like memes and stuff. But I've never understood what Elf on the Shelf is. Okay. Elf on the Shelf meaning is a Christmas tradition where a special scout, Elf Scout, is sent to your your home from the North Pole to encourage kids to behave themselves. Uh, The idea is that Santa's little helper watches the children by day and each night. It returns to the North Pole to report on whether they were naughty or nice. So every night it goes back to the North Pole. And comes back in so the smooth the spots. elf is encouraging you to act right because you never know where it is because it moves every night and he's watching you to tell Santa tell whether him. or not you're being good because Santa's the one that decides if you get a present or not naughty or nice naughty Santa or nice Claus? no newsflash yeah. no one deserves to be on the nice list yeah no that's I, another issue I have is the naughty and nice list how it's you not can accurate. do a series of works to get on the nice list mm-hmm. this is really contrary to the gospel is it, it honestly it really is <laughs> but i know there's probably people out there listening they're laughing probably but at the same time like we're actually like i actually can see i have no problem if the lord blesses me with kids i have no problem hey christmas santa mm-hmm. claus all that but also the kid my kid's gonna know yeah. That it's a fantasy. So I have no problem. Hey, Santa Claus, blah, blah, playing the game. But just so you know, he's not real. But just so you know, like, this is this Playing is for the fun. game. This is for fun. Like, this is a fun celebration that our American culture has adopted, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to say that to my three-year-old kid, you know, but I'm going to describe it 
better, but that Jesus is the real reason. And actually, it's interesting because, like, you know, Christmas Eve, everyone goes to church on Christmas Eve. It's one mm-hmm. of the biggest Easter Sunday, Christmas Eve, biggest two church, like, historically. Church services yeah, in, of the year, yeah. Yeah. That, thank you for finishing my Got sentence. Got you. We um, finish each other's sentences. Exactly. But then you go and you and you definitely see that you go to church, you talk about Jesus, and you, you go through the Jesus stories. Mm-hmm. But that w- there, that's interesting. I, I wish there would, you know, I just don't have much experience. I'm just talking like from here, like hypothetically. Um, there should be a way and we should be reciting biblical stories, reading them with our kids. Mm-hmm. Probably, I, I was about to say, at least as equal as you're telling them about Santa Claus, tell them about Jesus. Yeah. At best, you're telling them more yeah. about Jesus. Hopefully. But that's the goal. But he definitely, it's, it's, I know there's people out there like, you're, you're like, oh, you're taking this too far. This yeah. is too extreme. But so my question to that is if you believe in, in God, right? You believe in Jesus. Don't you think that he takes himself pretty seriously? Don't you think yeah. that he takes um, the celebration of, him choosing to come to earth pretty seriously. Yeah. Like he took that decision seriously. So why don't we celebrate it seriously? Why don't we give it the <clears throat> proper respect that it deserves? Right. Facts. And when we say, Hey, if you act good enough, you can earn being on the nice list. You know what that tells kids that they can earn good things that when they do good, they deserve something in return mm-hmm. from, from Santa or from someone they can't see. And eventually that can become, Oh, I'm I'm on the good list every year for Christmas. I deserve to know God, right? Like, that's kind of our idea of God gives me grace, but I kind of like earn grace. You mm-hmm. know, like I'm not a bad person. I don't break the Ten Commandments all the time. I've never killed anyone. So honestly, God kind of owes me a relationship with him. That's where that, in my opinion, a lot of it can stem from is whenever we tell kids, hey, if you act good enough, like, You'll, you're going to get all of these presents because you've earned the nice list. Yeah. When the reality is, if the not, naughty and nice list were real, everyone would be on the naughty list. And I think I think one thing is you can not be blatantly telling somebody, hey, the way to Jesus is through a series of good works. Like, mm-hmm. this is not true. I'm saying hypothetically that you couldn't, you're not telling your kids this blatant and mm-hmm. but it's clear cut. You're exposed to this culture for years and years and years to their fifth grader, mm-hmm. right? And even when they don't believe, they're still exposed to like younger kids. You know, this it's a culture, so they're subconsciously receiving a message of naughty and nice up until their fifth graders. Then you know, fourth, fifth grade, you figure out Santa's not real. Third grade, whenever you figure out, and then but you're you're just for years exposed to this, so you're automatically receiving this worldview. For the first seven, eight, nine, ten years of your life. Yeah. And then like that's the most formative years of your life, right? That's when everything that you take in, you're taking in all of this information and it's forming the way that you see the world. Mm. And so when you see the world that way when you're young, it completely changes the way that you see the world when you grow up. Yeah. And I think we also got to realize that kids are smart. Mm-hmm. So while, again, people are probably like, that's too, this is too deep. You're, you're being too serious. Also, imagine how impactful on the other side of it is if you're telling them about Jesus from the time they're from one year old to, you know, eight, nine, ten years old when they would find out Santa Claus is real. You've been telling them about Jesus the whole time. Mm-hmm. Imagine how much more like mature. I don't want to use a mature. Like what's more 10. beneficial, telling your kids that Santa is real 
and yeah. then finding out that's not true or telling your kids about Jesus and then finding him and having eternal life because of that. And, and maybe I'm not saying only through this Christmas experience, they would accept Jesus, but right. like eight to 10 years of telling them about Jesus, they accept Jesus in the fourth, fifth grade mm-hmm. instead of later on, you know, et cetera. I don't know if that's and like even if they do accept Jesus, if they grow up with that, then later on being like, Oh, well, again, kind of like that going back to, well, I, I earned this. I, I wasn't an awful person. So really, God kind of owes me grace. Mm. I, I've earned grace. Even though the Bible says I can't, I kind of have. You yeah. know, and that's because of that um, subconscious learning and intake that we give, you know, one to 10 year olds for the first 10 years of their life, that that forms the way that they think for the rest of their life. So whenever we tell them about Jesus instead, not only during Christmas, but the entirety of that 10 years, whenever we are pursuing Christ and whenever we desire them to pursue Christ, so we are faithful to teach them, right? To, to teach them the foundational Christian values, but more importantly, to teach them about who Jesus is mm-hmm. and what he's done. That includes Christmas and Easter. And there's a, I wrote a paper on it. And I can't remember the stats off the top of my head, so forgive me. But the percentage of Christians in America is around 70, including Catholics, non-practicing you know, practicing members of churches, etc. That's et the self-identifying. Self, it's like, I think it's more like evangelical is like 30%, mm-hmm. 25 to 30%. And I think of that 30%, the percentage that goes that is actively involved in a church, considered highly active, and I, I wrote this in our blog post, about consumeristic yeah. Christianity and being called to serve in that. Um, I think it was like 43% of that 30% of the 70% of Americans mm. that identify as Christians actually are involved in their local which, church. Which, and I was reading your paper, being attending a Bible study or prayer prayer night once a month. It's considered highly it's active. It's considered highly active, yeah. Anyways, there's secular people who don't know Jesus at all in America who are believing just as much in Santa as you are telling their kid just as much about Santa as you. Mm-hmm. And that kind of like make you feel kind of funky. Yeah. Like there's the people kids... with completely different worldviews, different beliefs are lying to their kids the same way that you are. That's Yes. Yes. You, you said it very sternly. But I, yes, I did. Yes. But like there's people who don't know Jesus who are telling their kids the same exact thing that you are. Boring. Let's say, for example, like in this scenario, you aren't telling your kid about Jesus or you're not telling your kid saying it's not real mm-hmm. till you're 10 years old, t- till they're 10 years old. People of uh, Islam background, Mormon background, you know, all these backgrounds and you are telling your kid the same thing. That's just I th- that came to my mind. And I don't really know. You can take what you want with that. It just kind of made me it's like maybe makes you think a little bit like do I really want to be teaching the same false train of thought and false belief. And into my kid that I want to know Jesus as the rest of these cultures are telling their kids, right? Or do I want to train them up in righteousness, bring them up in righteousness and bring them up in the foundation of the gospel instead? And I, you can do both, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, I think my parents did a good job of kind of balancing Santa and Jesus. But I think if you're going to have to pick one, it should be obvious you go full out with Jesus, not full out with Santa. Facts. Christmas if we haven't made it clear already, is to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'm actually teaching this coming Wednesday at uh, my home church, because I'm going home tomorrow, teaching uh, teaching on Wednesday, about like a Christmas-themed story. I'm going to spread the gospel, correlate to the gospel. 
But as I was studying for what I'm teaching, I was reading through Matthew 2 again, Luke 1 through 2, talking about John the Baptist, Zacharias and Elizabeth, what we did the nativity scene yeah, over, which we'll probably post a clip of it, you know? Short clip. We'll probably for a short clip. My man's Trey was out here in the shepherd suit. Julia was in, you know, they were, they were in the whole get up. So was I. But I was reading this, Matthew 2, verse 11. Jesus was just born, and the wise men who are under her rod go, and they follow the star to the place where Jesus is born. And they show up, and they rejoice. I'm, I'm just reading it. Matthew 2, 10. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him, offering treasures, gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I think we kind of, I don't want to... Now, this is the main point. We look over. They fell down and worshipped him. Mm-hmm. A baby. These wise men, not just average Joes, shepherds, you know, like not very intelligent people working in the fields or following, you know, wise men who have been studying the scriptures, recognizing that he's a savior of the world. That should kind of elicit a res- Like if we, if we like believe in Jesus and his saving grace, when he was fully God, fully man as a baby, and I don't think we can fully in our human brains wrap our minds around that because that's just such a like, but they fell down and worshiped him as a child. And I was going to make a correlation when I teach. Um, one time I asked my cousin, it's like, if if Jesus walked into the 7-Eleven right now, you were at the 7-Eleven, and what would be the response if you saw him face to face? If you were a disciple in Jesus' time, and you walked up and you saw Jesus, would your response be that of like a Pharisee? Or would it be of Peter when he said, cast your nets to the left. I've been doing this all night. I'll do it one more time. Does it. He realizes he's the son of God. And he bows at Jesus' feet. He's like, I'm an unclean man. I don't know what Peter said exactly. But he bowed down and realized. And he got on his knees and on his face and worshiped Jesus. The wise men got on their face and they bowed down and worshiped a baby. Like, what would our response be? And what is our response to Jesus? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I think that's a good heart's position as we go through the Christmas season. Kind of just having like that go through our minds. And as we're reading these stories, these stories that for me, has really only been hit in the last year, two years. I've been a Christian for two years. I've been, you've been hearing these stories forever. That's, that's try to have a, a fresh perspective, a new, a renewed spirit, a new way we look at it with appreciation and honoring um, the Lord in, in, a, in a heart position of worship. Mm-hmm. And so. I think it was, I think it was Matt Chandler that said, uh, "The Bible's not about you, right?" Mm-hmm. So he's talking. He's at this conference, and T.D. Jakes had just said that you are David, and if you're David, that means that. Uh, you have a saw, or, or if you have a saw, that means you're David, mm-hmm. right? And so um, he comes up there next, and he says, the Bible's not about you, you're not David. Yeah. Well, the reality is Christmas isn't about you either. Yeah. Like Christmas is about falling on your falling on your face and worshiping Jesus just like the wise men did, just like the shepherds did. Yeah. I think that's a good place to wrap it up. You know, we got, the timer's probably almost done, so we'll wrap it up. But that's another episode of the Cole and Cole show. Merry of the Cole and Cole show. Merry Christmas. What? Merry as long Christmas? as you don't say happy holidays like I, Julia did the other day. She said Merry she Christmas said happy and happy holidays for Julia. Worship Jesus. Worship Jesus. Like, subscribe, leave a comment. It will help us out. And we'll see y'all in the next episode. Thank y'all.